Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor in the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We are still on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and all of the other podcast apps. But we are now partnered with Fansided, so you will find us in more places. This is our first official episode with Fansided. Also, check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel for all the latest South Florida sports content, including plenty of Dolphin shows and FiveReasonsSports.com. Make sure you spell that one out. You get the latest takeaways from Brady Hawk and others without a paywall. And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That includes Prize Picks. It's time, okay? We just did Prize Picks on Five. We got you ready for the Dolphins picks for the season. You can play the preseason there as well, but we like a lot of the futures there. Told you to go over on the 3,950 yards on two. He almost threw for that in one scrimmage. Use the code FIVE, F-I-V-E. Get your initial deposit matched. Up to $100, and again, you can play all of the sports and get ready for NBA season as well when it comes around. So go to Prize Picks, our official fantasy sponsor. You can download it on the Google Play Store, on the Apple App Store, and again, at prizepicks.com. But make sure to get your initial deposit matched up to 100 bucks. You're using that code F-I-V-E for five. And now, today's episode. Down to this Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop with one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Night off for Greg Sylvander. I got Brady Hawk. You can follow him at BradyHawk305. I've got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. Today is going to be all about Kyle Lowry. We recommend that you check out some of our recent episodes. Again, they're still all on the podcast feeds. Uh, we just did the top five disappointing players or excuse me, frustrating players in heat history. And there was kind of a consensus top two and kind of a consensus number three. So make sure you check that out. Uh, we're doing all the top fives throughout the off season. And we're actually promoting that and getting the ideas for that off our off the floor feed. We have that posted to the top of the five reasons sports Twitter account. But today is going to be all Kyle Lowry. We're going to start here with some of Kyle's comments from a couple of different appearances. One was on Vince Carter's podcast and another was uh, in a session with Toronto reporters. And I I will say this before we get to some of his comments, Kyle was a little hard to get to this year for Miami reporters. Um, You know, first, first thing, the locker rooms were not open. So there wasn't that type of regular interaction. He was away from the team a lot for personal reasons. We're going to get into that at shoot arounds on the road. Not that I traveled a ton this year, but shoot arounds on the road, Jimmy Butler and Kyle would be gone by the time that the reporters came in. So there wasn't a whole lot of chance this year to kind of get to know Kyle the way the Toronto reporters have. And so anything that he says anywhere is kind of newsworthy to us, particularly because he, he tends to be more honest. I, I think a lot of us have noticed with the Toronto media that he's comfortable with than he was necessarily with the Miami media that he, again, didn't really get to know all that well this year. That may change next season with locker rooms open and, and obviously with, with training camp and all the rest of that. But Alex, I'm going to go to you on this because uh, you've got some of his comments. We can paraphrase some of these, but I, I just want to get to some of the things he said. And then I put something on Twitter today 
asking fans to post their thoughts on his first heat season below. I've never seen such a wide variance on a player. It's all over the place. It, it is like fans who have tremendous appreciation for what he provided to fans who thought he wasn't worth half the money that the heat paid him. It, it's, it is lit is all over the place. Alex, what were some of the things that he said? So a little surprised that you got so much variance on those results. I thought it was kind of going to be, you know, one tone, one, you know, one track, but Anyways, uh, one of the things that he said on Vince Carter's podcast that wasn't about his thickness and him hating it and now embracing it, which went viral over the past few days on social media. Uh, one of the things that caught my eye was this. He goes, Spo is one of a kind people and he's really good. We had a meeting in Vegas when I first agreed to the deal I signed. And I said, listen, coach, I understand the Miami Heat culture. I understand the Miami Heat way. I do. But I said, but I'm a grown ass man and I do some grown man things. Spo was so receptive and so appreciative of it because I never did anything that harmed what they did, harmed the heat culture. But at some point, we changed the way we play and we changed the way we act. And again, I encourage everybody to watch the or, or listen to the podcast because it was good stuff. They obviously talked about other stuff with Kyle Lowry's career outside of Miami because he's, you know, had a long one. But I thought that was interesting because it wasn't what you usually hear when it comes to, quote unquote, heat culture and that specific subject. Right. Like it's more. um down the line of what you typically hear from other players when it comes to uh, the way that they keep themselves in shape and the standard that they're held to and all of that, that wasn't necessarily the tone of this quote. So that caught my eye and I, I wanted to lob it up to you as somebody who's been around and, you know, to, and who has heard stuff along the way to, to see what you thought of that. Yeah, it's an interesting quote. I think Greg and I have talked about this a little on five on the floor that it wasn't necessarily the most seamless fit with Kyle in terms of sort of embracing what people call heat culture. And, and that was before this conditioning stuff came up because he's been accustomed to doing certain things a certain way. You know, obviously Jimmy sets the tone for the organization now and they have a relationship, but there was a little bit of kind of the two of them and everybody else that was expressed to me by people inside the organization during the year. And then of course, Kyle had the absences for personal reasons, which, you know, again, we're still not going to reveal. We know basically what was going on, but we're still not going to reveal that. That's up to him to decide when he wants to do that. And I know he addressed that in the comments uh, that he made as well. But I, I think that there was, again, uh, whenever you have a player who's been somewhere else for so long and has had success doing something, it's a little bit harder for that player to transition to the new environment. And And I think that some of that did go on. I think that uh, again, from what I had heard when, you know, Kyle got more comfortable as the season went on, there was that stretch where he kind of carried the team. We've talked a lot about that when other guys were out and he was playing with a lot of undrafted guys and he, he was more aggressive, he sort of took more ownership of the team at that point. And I think by then, you know, he had assimilated a little bit more to what they were doing, but then there were more absences. And then, of course, we get to the playoffs and then he got hurt. And, you know, you can attribute, you know, him getting hurt in some ways, perhaps to the conditioning problems, which were, and I thought our Sean Rochester probably, probably said this best on Twitter, where it was like, you know, one thing led to another, that, that essentially maybe he wasn't in the best shape. Uh, he, you know, he got himself into better shape as the season went on, but he had absences that got him out of shape. Then he came back, then he got hurt, then that hurt his performance. So I, you know, again, I'm not going to say that of all the free agents they've ever brought in that he, like, he took to it as well as maybe some others did. I don't think it was a huge problem, 
by any means. I've never heard anybody say that. But that comment that he made, which is positive about Spolster, it's not a negative comment that he's making. Uh, but I, it, it, it's somewhat consistent with what I've heard that it's not that there was a buy in, but not the complete buy in that you get from some other players. And again, that that in part is because Kyle's done things his way a long time and he's likely going to the Hall of Fame and he is a champion. And so there's going to be a little bit of resistance there. So I, I think it's I think. Again, it wasn't perfect. Um, it wasn't horrible. I think season two uh, may be better. But I, I want to get then, because I think it's a good good takeoff point for us to get to some of these comments. Because, I, Alice, I, 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 I guess I wasn't that surprised that it was all over the place because I've noticed on Twitter that it has been all over the place. Let, let me just read, like, the, the top five here, okay? I mean, these are just – these are no, no particular order in terms of quality of the, of the, of the reply, but it's just more of what comes up. Um, this comes in from uh, Franco 097 hard to judge. Cause I don't know what he was dealing with, but even before the personal issue arose, disappointing helped in terms of pace, didn't develop expected chemistry with bam and injury robbed us of finding out if playoff aggression was a real thing or a crutch. Uh, this is from our Brian Fonseca. He says his struggles in quotes were exaggerated. He was the glue when the other top guys went down, had his personal issues, which obviously affected him bleep happens. He was a solid true point guard leader most of the year and played injured in the playoffs, expecting a good season from him. Then this comes in from, uh, I, I don't, I can't pronounce the handle, but he goes by Aristotle. So, uh, well, it's good to have a, a legend like that joining us here in, in the replies. I think he was great. Just unfortunate. Those personal issues made it hard for all of the team with Debo back. Any Lowry absence could be absorbed by a number of players. Um, this from Sean Laddie. Uh, thought he did a great job this season. Just real unfortunate luck with the injuries and the off the court things. He was very solid for us. And then uh, this one from uh, goes by Alexander the Great. Uh, God, we have a lot of legends here. His play was exactly what we needed until his issues in quotes. And then I don't agree with this, by the way, which, by the way, I feel he needs to come clean with it at some point. I, I that part I don't agree with. I, I, that's his business. If he's if it's if it's going to continue to affect his play. He can't take in $30 million a year while hiding behind an excuse, however viable it may be. Uh, this one uh, from Brian uh, goes by Matzo Brian 95 effective and contagious to teammates, but overall incomplete. A couple more that say uh, good season overall. One is Kyle was a blessing, but then this one. So th this is, this is how diametrically opposed him heat fans are. So this one comes in from Tim to heat tile was a blessing the way he pushed the pace the way he could get bam going the way he took charges the way he held it down as a leader when Jimmy and bam were out. I love Lowry and what he does for the heat. Next comment from Ferris underscore Hakeem. What I expected past his prime. We overpaid to get him here. He can still be a contributor when healthy and properly conditioned. And then the next one from Tyler hero Stan. He makes more money than Jason Tatum and Donovan Mitchell. That's my thoughts. So again, it's, there doesn't seem to be, I mean, there seems to be like, again, some understanding for the injury and, and, and the way it sort of derailed things at the end, but a lot of variance there, Brady, um, you were, were pretty big on what he provided again, when others were out during the year. Yeah. I mean, when you're talking about Kyle Lowry, when you even started that conversation of kind of getting opinions, like when I think of a player that there's no middle ground with when evaluating a season, like that is the player, like you're either going to uh, value what he did in certain parts of the season or kind of be the person that whatever happened last you're going, is going to stick with you, which happens with a lot of people. Like even when you think about what Jimmy Butler just did in the playoffs, like the whole goal is to build around Jimmy Butler and Jimmy Butler only at this time because of what he just did. 
that's the case with Kyle Lowry. Like the, what everybody remembers was that uh, he was injured. He was kind of in and out of the lineup. Guys like Gabe Vincent and undrafted guys were kind of asked to step in. Uh, but I definitely do lean in the direction of what he was able to do should be valued. Like, I really do think so. I think if he's in better shape as everybody's talking about, I think that that does feel like the middle ground, even between both sides. If you didn't like his season, if, or if you did, I think you can agree that if you have him in better shape and healthy in the playoffs, he could have been a big help for you of what they kind of needed at that time. If you not to go into specific games, but I still look back at that game six where Jimmy Butler went off in the Eastern conference finals, Kyle Lowry was amazing. Like he was very, very good in that game. And if they, he didn't do some of the things he did, I don't think they win that game. Like everybody looks at Jimmy Butler in that stance. Uh, but he did it, it, looking at this season, like he carried them in that portion of the season when Bam went down and they had to throw in and Omar Yurtsin was a starting center and they had nothing. Kyle Lowry really stepped up. I was looking even at some of the uh, base numbers just through that time. And like every game was basically 10 assists, eight assists, nine assists. Like he was really taking a, a advantage of the offense. Uh, and I think um, from a basketball perspective, before the season, we were talking about Kyle Lowry. It, it was constantly like how he'll take advantage of the offense in the full court. Like we kept talking about pace, 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 to them and just being a totally different pace team. They were a faster team with them on the floor, but like there wasn't that much of a shift in pace in general. The bigger thing was just the half court stuff. Uh, I think there was value in him getting Bam involved. I think people are still going to look at the base numbers for Bam and say that that didn't really happen, but there was definitely pockets of the season where he got him going. Uh, and when talking about pure basketball, I was actually just looking at some other numbers uh, of his season. He was 38% on pull-up threes. He was 37% on spot-up threes, on catch-and-shoot threes, uh, on decent amount of attempts. And an even weirder kind of stat when we talk about aggressiveness he shot 48% on mid-range pull-ups. It was two attempts. He also shot it on two attempts two seasons prior, and he shot a 37% and 37%. Like, going from 37% to 48% at this point of your career, like, that is a pretty massive part of his game in that middle area out of pick and roll. And to be able to kind of make that jump to 48%, like, I know it's just one number, but that's a pretty big jump. Just valuing everything at once, it's like, I think – it should be valued like what he was able to kind of do. Uh, I know there's still worries about defensively. Like if he's going to continue to tail off little by little, and then you're throwing Tyler hero in the starting lineup and you have a backcourt that could struggle at the point of attack. But uh, if he can just do enough offensively and I keep coming back to this, not to fully transition to basketball, but if he's aggressive in terms of in the playoffs that we keep talking about when he was coming across those, those screens and not taking the three and then everything was kind of shrinking the floor if they're going to lean offense with this team and they don't have PJ Tucker sitting in the corner and they're going to have a much more spaced offense, he's going to have to take those shots. No matter what his age says, his salary says, no matter what, anything, those are the shots he'll have to take. But uh, I just think in those pockets of the regular season, when kind of excluding the playoffs, if you got that version of Kyle Lowry, things look a lot different for the Miami. All right. I want to read one more comment. And then after the break, I'm going to bring Alex in on this, uh, but this is a good transition to our sponsor as well. This comes in from Dave Goldberg. Typical old all-star, good when healthy, although not as great as they once were, but prone to injury. Due to his playoff injury, when it counted most, he was a disaster. And when a disaster strikes, which brings us to our sponsor, because I know that's what Dave Goldberg there is referencing, Water Cleanup of Florida. If you got a water leak, you can't find out. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game. 
I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Where it's coming from, you're dealing with water or mold damage in your home or business, Call Water Cleanup of Florida at 954-579-0356. That's 954-579-0356 for immediate assistance. They got over 60 years of combined experience. Michael Robert and the team prepare to handle all types of leak detection issues 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. After the leak has been located and repaired, Water Cleanup of Florida will then clean, dry, and fully restore the damaged areas. Water Cleanup of Florida, fully licensed, insured, and certified to provide the one-stop shopping the busy homeowners and business owners require. No need to bring in other contractors. They'll handle the entire project from start to finish. The service area includes Miami, Broward, and Palm Beach counties. They're actually based in Boca, but again, they do go south. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell at 954-579-0356. That's 954-579-0356. You got the schmutz or you got the leaks. They got the guts. All right, so Alex, let's pivot back here because I said before the season, Kyle Lowry would average 13 points and seven assists, and that's what he averaged. So I I think some of this is like, it's like macro and micro stuff, you know, because it's like in the macro, he was pretty much, I think what was anticipated. Um, 
but it's just evaluating parts of the season. There were parts that were good and there were parts that were like, why won't he shoot? And then there were parts where I, why can't he get by anybody? But he ended up again in the regular season, at least about what was expected. And that gets to the money question because I don't think that most heat fans were expecting 13 and seven, right? Like, I, I, isn't that more of the problem here that like, cause I, I, okay. Just for one example. And I, my, my next door neighbor, Nathan, if you're listening, I run into him in the gym all the time down here. Okay. In my building. And he listens to us and he, he prefers Gabe Vincent to Kyle Lowry. I mean, and, and there are a lot of heat fans who are like, they were, they're fine with Gabe. And, but the difference in money between Gabe and, and, uh, and Kyle is, I mean, you know, Kyle's making what 20 times more than Gabe. I mean, 30 million, roughly 30 million as opposed to 1.5 million. So isn't a lot of this, Alex, about a financial expectation here and, and what, you know, the amount of money that Kyle's being paid and might have been paid to others? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I think people see the $30 million, you know, price tag, for lack of, of a better phrase, and it's just kind of, you know, I think people were disappointed. And a lot of it also is recency bias, and it's understandable because of his age, right? I think people are freaked out about the way that he played in the playoffs where he – the Gabe Vincent preference over Lowry, you know, is right. If you're looking at some of these playoff series, right? The Sixers, it was clear to pretty much everybody watching that when he came back, he was not himself, right? Even, even less so than he was, I think, in the Atlanta and Boston series. I think he, it, it, that Sixers series was his worst, right? And I was looking at some of those uh, playoff numbers and, you know, they're even worse than I remember, right? Like, I just think playoff Lowry this past season was – the lowest level of Kyle Lowry we've seen since he came into the league. Right. I, I think, and I was looking up some of these stats here. I know people don't want to hear advanced stats after seeing Kyle Lowry play the way he did in the playoffs, because this is kind of what it comes down to. Right. I want to premise that here. He cannot play the way he did in the playoffs going forward. And it just seems a little obvious to say, but I have to say that because I think the player he was in the regular season is more or less the player I'm expecting him to be this upcoming season. Right. Whether you know, there's stuff on the margins that he could be better at. For example, like I think uh, there was a slight drop in point of attack shooting. But when you're looking at just uh, all these advanced stats, I was peering through basketball reference through dunks and threes, shout out to them. And all of these different markers indicate that he kind of played at a very similar level to the guy that he was the past three or four seasons before he got here, right? Whether you look at uh, true shooting, whether you look at free throw rate, Surprisingly enough, you look at the defensive playmaking stats like seals percentage, block percentage, his assist percentage are still up there. Win shares per 48, offensive and defensive bo uh, box per Jesus box plus minus his VORP, right? I know people don't understand what these stats are, right? I'm not here to explain all of them one by one. But what I'm trying to say is you're trying to, you know, you try to paint a picture with all these different advanced stats to try to tell you what type of season and how productive this player was. When I turned on the positional uh, percentiles here on Ducks and Threes, like among his position, he had a great offensive year, right? Just from uh, percentages. I think the main difference between this year and other years was that he did not take quite as many shots. So the one thing that stands out is his attempts per 75. And I feel like I brought this up on this podcast before, but uh, he took about 11 shots per 75 minutes this past season, whereas the past few seasons before that, it was hovering between 13 and 14. So it doesn't sound like much, but he took a lot less at the rim. It was just about um, two at the rim per 75, whereas the season before it was between three and four, right? And just 
these little margins make all the difference because it goes from being underwhelming to, oh, this is a exact type of player we needed. But also, he ended up still having a big impact. Like, they became a better half-court offense with him on the floor. They became a better fast-court, I mean, not fast-court, fast-break team with him on the floor. Even though they weren't a fast-paced team, they got better in all of these, right? Much better. So I just think Lowry had uh, an impact on this team. And, it, you know, when it's all said and done, he's got to be that guy and not the guy that he was in the playoffs. So let's go to the other part of this, because, OK, if the salary is coloring people's opinions on this again, beyond the playoffs, because the playoffs were their own thing. And there's there's no one who can say he played well in the playoffs. OK, other than the game six, you know, the game six against Boston, where obviously he did. But the other thing, I think some of this is eye test and aesthetics, right? He, he doesn't look explosive, right? He doesn't, he, 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 he doesn't look like he's getting by people. He doesn't, he, he plays a different way. And it's sort of, it's funny because we talk so much about pace and how he's going to increase their pace, but he actually moves slow <laughs> compared to other point guards. Right. I mean, he, his pace is created with hit ahead passes with anticipation, with that kind of stuff. I feel Brady like that colored heat fans views of it because their view of a point guard is, I mean, Gabe moves faster than Kyle. He just does. Now, I mean, sometimes it's frenetic. I mean, he, he's, I think he got that more under control as the season went on. And I, I think he learned to run the team better, but uh, this is going to be way, uh, you know, neither I need Greg for this, but Tim Hardaway's last couple of years, like Tim Hardaway, Tim, Tim didn't move very much. Okay. But, and it, he wasn't nothing like the run TMC player that, you know, people remembered from golden state, but he was effective at least until the very end. So I, I guess is some of it is some of it just the way it looks I don't know, but you hit on it when you said the way he speeds things up is with the ball. But something interesting is when you compare it to Gabe Vincent is that he's not the same off ball mover in a way where you're not sending Kyle Lowry all around the court because that's not what you want Kyle Lowry doing at this stage of his career. Like you don't want him even in a movement offense like Miami, which I think they're probably going to increase even more in this guard heavy roster to begin the season that's kind of the difference maker is that he's not speeding things up in that way where he's kind of cutting through the floor and Gabe's throwing these misdirections and finding catches shoot threes. It's just kind of more sitting in the corner and praying that defender goes down and tags. Like, I feels like that's the difference maker. Uh, and to piggyback off of what Alex was saying, he hit on it with the, with the driving numbers. Like, I feel like that's more of the key here when talking about slowing down or, or things of that nature, because the, the three-point shooting is not that far off. Like I just said, the mid-range pull-up was actually higher than it's been over the past two years. The difference was just the things at the rim. And I'm not totally sold it's that he wasn't getting there because it felt like a lot of the time it was just that the temps weren't going up where he was overpassing and he was doing that thing. We were talking about that on post-game pods. We were talking about the overpassing around the rim because another stat we were, I was looking at earlier was – He's averaging 7.2 drives a game, which is 89th in the NBA. That's 2.1 field goal attempts off those drives. That is dead last among those 89 players. Like that is dead last among 89 players. Like that is pretty crazy when saying that he's getting to the rim at a decent speed for his age and, and kind of the play style of the Miami Heat and running pick and rolls. But it's just, I just feel like if he mixes in, which talking about mixing in for a guy that's, that's a veteran like it, it sounds weird. But if he's throwing up that floater a few more times, if he's kind of pulling up and kind of upping the two attempts, to three attempts, like those little things, I think can make the difference and make up, let's just say for the lack of a, a burst uh, and you use the word burst before, but I wouldn't say he ever had a burst like to begin with, like he plays so differently anyway, that 
maybe his game will age well in half court in terms of just scoring. Uh, but the big thing there is that he just needs his legs under him. Like there was those times of the season, like during that pocket of the season that he played really well, he was healthy. Like he looked very healthy. His shots were going up. He was getting up in the air. Uh, as the postseason got there, he did not look as healthy when it came to just shooting in general. Like he has to have his legs under him. He has to have at least Kyle Lowry burst to kind of get to those spots. So that's kind of where I come down at. I think from a basketball perspective, the drives and kind of getting to the rim uh, is kind of the thing for me to watch. And maybe he doesn't have to do it as much. Let's just say, say because Tyler Hero, Victor Oladipo, and all these other guards are going to be trying to make up for that anyway. But I feel like that's kind of what we're talking about and picking at strings here to begin the season of what can push them in a certain direction. That's going to be one of those things. This is so much like the Tim Hardaway debate at the end of his career. It really is. Like it, it, this is, you know, how, how does he stay healthy? How, how does he get himself in better shape so that he can do that? And, you know, what his value is that maybe wasn't what it was earlier in his career, the way he got things done, but still can be. I got one more question for you guys. We're going to do real quick. When we come back, I do want to mention one more sponsor here, Therapist Preferred. Go to therapistpreferred.com for all your premium CBD, the sports cream, the gummies, the tincture. You can find all of it at therapistpreferred.com. That's therapistpreferred.com. 25% off with the code 5RSN. That's the code 5RSN. That's number 5RSN. I also do want to mention they're back with us as a sponsor. For all your grooming products, manscaped.com. Use that code 5RSN. You get 20% off at manscaped.com. That's for the razors, the cologne, the deodorant, all of it. They got it at manscaped.com. Use the code 5RSN for 20% off. All right, one one more uh, question for you guys before we go forward. Do you see any scenario where we're talking this year and saying Gabe needs to get more minutes Maybe not than Kyle does, but Gabe need the minutes need to be closer to even. Any scenario, Brady, where you see that, and then we go to Alex. Honestly, I do. I, I think there's a, a scenario where you say that, and I think it's also coming from a place where you're saying, "We just saw what happened last season when Kyle Lowry could have been, let's just say, overused in his minutes, even though he had pockets of season where he was out." I, you want him healthy for the playoffs. Like, I feel like we keep coming back to the same point. And I feel like evening that out could lead to that kind of end goal. Uh, and the Gabe Vincent option, I know that is one place where Heat fans, I think, are pretty aligned with is the Gabe Vincent thing because you can say it's recency bias, like we talk about with Jimmy. And, and Alex said it earlier, but what Gabe just did in the playoffs, like, I think a lot of people have trust in him getting major minutes on this team. And I think. Uh, let's just say that they are closer in that way. And you're probably adding a little bit more defensively and you can mix different guard lineups in. And it, maybe it's not even Gabe. Maybe it's another guard on this roster. Maybe it's more minutes for Depot. Maybe it's more minutes for Tyler. Like there's going to be so many ways that they kind of mix through this, that I think there's an opportunity there where we do see that maybe it's not mixed missing whole games, but maybe it's cutting down on minutes, I guess on certain games, Alex. I definitely think there's a scenario where fans or us are, are calling for Gabe and Lowry's minutes to, to, to be closer or whatever. I think just right now, right, like Brady was talking about there, which pretty much agree with everything he said. But as far as the playoffs go, I don't have the line of data pulled up in front of me right now, but I've, I definitely have brought that up multiple times on five on the floor. Just that Gabe Vincent, they were more positive with him on the floor by a good margin 
than when Lowry was on the floor. And they were still positive when, when Kyle was on the floor in the playoffs, but there was a pretty decent margin between the two. So it, it, it was really the, the stats backing up the eye test there, right? Because I think Gabe, and I, I'm with everybody there when it comes to him, right? He's like, you feel good about him, not only as a backup point guard, but as somebody who could fill in and, and even play a bigger role, whether it's as a point guard or as a combo guard, you could play him in a lot of different lineups. I think um, when Kyle is struggling, with point of attack stuff, right? Like you hope that that's not uh, a thing next season. I don't think it, it was a, a big problem or anything like that. I think it was, he probably was 10% worse defensively for in, in that aspect than I, than I would have uh, expected when he first got here. But I do think like, let's say he slims down, he's a little better there. He just, he, he has a kind of a bounce back season. Regardless, his defensive stats were good. I, I think Lowry is going to have, you know, a, a, a nice little season here. All that being said, uh, if his numbers aren't popping off, I think plenty of people are going to be calling for Gabe and Depot because I think those are kind of the fan favorites right now to get more minutes. And I think a lot of people are just kind of down on Kyle, especially when you see, you know, an aging point guard have such a, a big dip in the playoffs the way he did. It's funny how that works where guys like nobody trusted Gabe Vincent before last season. And now the, <laughs> the fans are riding for more Gabe. And definitely the depot stuff has started. We, we talked about that on a previous podcast and, and Vic was all over social media today. He is uh, he, he's he's kind of like Tua right now, like sort of calling out his haters. It's interesting. So we'll, we'll do more on Vic going forward. Want to thank our sponsors. Prize picks. Use the code five F-I-V-E Manscape. Use the code five R-S-N. Get you 20 percent off. Therapist Preferred, get you 25% off with the code 5RSN and water cleanup of Florida for your leaks, your water damage, your fire damage. You got the schmutz. They got the guts. Greg will be back with us uh, coming up next week. Thanks to Fansided. Again, you'll start to see things changing here slowly over time, but uh, we're going to get you more content on more days. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Fire Regional Sports Network. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.